Hello, and welcome to the Youngin Kotisal podcast, where we are teachers helping teachers. In this episode of the Youngin Gyeonggi Kotisal podcast, we continue our conversation with James Rush II, the president of the Youngin Gyeonggi chapter. If you are coming here first, that's fine. But if you want to hear the full interview, you might want to go back and listen to part one first. In this episode, James continues to share his thoughts on building relationships within Kotisal, the value of connecting with the Youngin chapter, and participating in the upcoming Kotisal International Conference being held online February 19th to 28th. So let's jump in as I ask James about the Youngin Gyeonggi chapter's efforts to connect with the people who would benefit the most from a relationship with Kotisal. Very interesting. It sounds like, well, my, my question earlier about, you know, why would somebody who's just arrived in Korea and just worried about, you know, getting a paycheck and surviving, why would they want to become in Kotisal? And what you're, talk, what you're saying is we need to speak to those people and, and uh, not speak to them, but uh, have something that they want to hear. Is, is there an effort or is there uh, any thought about connecting to those, to their places of work, like to the Hagwans themselves, or like you say, to the, I think you said to the Ministry of Education, so that then they're, they're there hasn't been involved in Kotisal has some value. Right. There hasn't been a specific invitation. There, uh, there's been a few personalities that have come along the way. Um, I, there's one thing that I'll uh, say this, uh, relationships. Uh, I was taught this by a good friend of mine, a good coworker of mine, uh, Chris Carter back in Shanghai. It's all, he's like, it's all about relationships. And uh, we're talking about few different topics, but it kept on coming back to that. And so he, he said that and that stuck with me. Um, there's a few relationships and, and friendships. And so people have come to be guest speakers for Yongin Kotiso and they are very helpful. Um, one promising, uh, potentially promising uh, friendship and, and connection is with uh, Google educators of Gyeonggi. Um, the So there's that possibility reaching the population and, and being a, uh, just a helping harbor as a safe harbor for people to uh, be able to really practice their English. If it's, uh, for the professionals or more so to gain those skills and talents and, um, information from different places. So, uh, there's a few different inroads, I think, uh, but, how to go about doing that. Also, I haven't given it too much attention during this last uh, year and probably would have been easier to do that because people could have been uh, reached by phone or by email a little bit easier because they're probably at their desks a bit more. <laughs> so um, I, the, I, I would, I would, my, I think also think my personal style and my, my management style and approach towards things is I'm very much a, team player consensus builder like i kind of want everybody to be really on the same page moving forward and so i'm okay with stepping out and saying this is the way things need to go and we need to do this this way but i i don't necessarily like to do that and i also recognize that i'm not the one that has all the 
the skills and experience or in Korean relationships. And I think if I have to point to something as to why maybe something hasn't been up and done up until now, I'm really ashamed of my Korean speaking ability and my um, interaction with the Korean community to that extent. Um, so my responsibilities to my university first and foremost, and then my efforts with Korea TESOL have just, uh, they've kind of stopped at me being within those two communities and not necessarily even reaching out that much more. I guess it's kind of part of what you're already saying, but you said in an email to me, December 19th, you said, my goal is for Young and Cotisol to have 90% participation in the international conference to some extent or another. And I'm still working on how to present that to our chapter. So is there anything more you, I mean, what you've just talked about is perfect, but is there anything more you can sort of comment on that efforts towards uh, um, 90% participation? Yeah, the Busan chapter had a conference a couple times ago called the Game, game Changers. Uh, game Changing, Game Changer, something along those lines. And so, kind of interesting. They had that conference first, and then they held the national conference. They've, they've definitely been a focal point and an area of growth, and, and definitely want to give congratulations to that chapter. Uh, but Game Changing, I think this international conference is really going to set a precedent for what's uh, in, what's, what's going to be next. The uh, keynote speaker is going to be discussing things about future. Uh, and so uh, I will let you go ahead and peruse the website and I'll, I'll leave it out there dangling as a piece of anticipation and not like, I, I don't know really anything of what he's going to say in detail, but I know that he's got a book out that, uh, and his name is Gerd Leonard, um, and the idea of future versus humanity, uh, or technology versus humanity, and this discussion of what's happening in this, into the future. So uh, what it means for us as a local chapter, uh, one, I think it will bring people together. We'll have this shared experience where we'll be able to fully say, ah, remember 2021, this is a, a pretty pretty significant time in my life and a participation. I think there's a number of people that um, they could either be speakers or they could just participate as uh, facilitators or helping with publicity and promotion. And so that's where that comes from is that in the 90% participation, not necessarily everybody's a speaker, but I think there are a lot of qualified people in our chapter that could uh, make a significant contribution as a speaker or within a poster session. But there's also some needs that uh, could be done that I hope to raise that attention to people. Um, and it's coming quickly. So I, I'm going to hopefully be rolling that out here with, by the end of the year and into January. You You have experience presenting. I mean, this is sort of getting ahead. I was sort of focusing a little bit on just people you know, becoming involved or just stepping in the door at Young and Cotisol and then maybe going to the conference. But, you know, you talk about, you know, presenting as being a, an a option uh, for anybody. So, you know, as an experienced presenter, what's it like being a presenter at an at a international conference? It can be nerve wracking, exhilarating. The times that I've presented 
the desire was also to kind to grow as an academic. And I realized that even though I desire that it's not, uh, it's something I'm really going to have to work at even more. And so being able to draw in the, the research and the background so that I, I give credit where credit is due instead of just saying these ideas and opinions that people are like, Oh, okay. I, I kind of see that. I, or I disagree with that. But then if I'm coming at it from just my own personal opinion standpoint, then it seems quite subjective. And so how to enjoy that moment, but at the same time recognize that this is based off of a lot of other people's really, you know, hard fought work. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's a struggle that I have. Um, but with people that are considering presenting and one of the things that I think is, is really helpful is that it, in my presentations, it's been very fluid. I tried to make sure that it was uh, an interactive kind of experience and not just me up uh, being the sage on the stage, pontificating about these, you know, maxims of whatever. So it just, I really want to hear the people's voices in the crowd and get their feedback. And if is what I'm saying, something that they've seen happen in their class is what I is a tool that I am sharing something that they've already used. And so there's no point in me talking about it at length when they already know what's going on. So uh, I really try to open up the floor in that regard. And some people can do that well and others, and I can't, I'm not saying that I do that well, but I'm saying that um, I like to model myself after some of the presenters in Cotisal that uh, I really appreciated how they do that. So that's a great reason for people to go to the conference just to see other people that are just in the very similar situations teaching in Korea, but are up on that stage presenting, taking that risk. Um, yes. So as a, as a uh, so let's say I want to uh, present something. I don't know what I want to present. I'm just scared. What's the downside of presenting? And outside of presenting, I would still, I would say there's no real absolute downside. I mean, your ego might take a hit and you might like want to sleep in the next couple of days a little bit longer or whatever. But overall, like you're going to grow. And uh, David Kim, a uh, guy that here at Yongin Cotisil, uh, he, a statement that he made sticks with me every time I go into any event is that we're never, we're not going to let you fail. And so there's enough people that are around you that you may feel like a failure within that presentation itself, but I would hope that there is somebody from the program committee or that there's somebody that attended the speaking event that really gives you a, a you know, a thumbs up, a, a hand clap or, you know, follow up email or something that says, you know, that one point that you made really stuck with me. Thank you for your presentation. And uh, that'll, that'll make it worth it. Uh, there's definitely times that you can feel like oh, I should have done that better, but trust that you are, you are in that space and in that place for a reason. And I hope that we, uh, properly recognize that. Very good. Good answer. Wow. One of the things that I, you, you mentioned in your series of questions, um, the idea of creatisal as a whole, especially for people that aren't as familiar with what's going on, you have your chapters, but you also have your SIGs, uh, S-I-G, your special interest groups, and a real 
desire for this IC is that you see those SIGs more prominently. Uh, it, they've been they've contributed in the past. They've certainly been there. Um, and uh, there's typically a SIG breakfast so that you can come and kind of find out who they are and possibly become more involved. Uh, some of the uh, special interest groups will hold uh, a, a two or three speakers in one in one room and so then we try and keep that together so that people can kind of build a community so the programmers uh with it being online this time around that'll be interesting to see how they forge ahead with that but these special interest groups are areas that you can um explore and gain a, a more specific community if the chapter that you are around or that are part of uh, isn't all full of similar mindsets or similar uh, ideas and things that you have going on. So it's just another way to be able to be a part of uh, Creatisol. So you're not location specific bound. You can really start to explore an interest that you have. Uh, me personally, I'm with. I'm in the Christian Sig. I've participated in the reflective practices a couple times, and there's just a, a number of ways that people can uh, express their own personal values as well as things that they are they're curious about. They want to explore more. And I think that'll be uh, a way for people to, to grow and to enjoy this international conference experience and their overall experience with Korea Tiesel. I'm really glad that you, you brought that up. I, uh, um, I think that those special interest groups are a gold mine, frankly, mm. uh, just for, for anybody that's, uh, that's has a specific interest, exactly like you said. Um, yeah. So before I let you go, uh, I just kind of want to return to uh, something that's uh, the word serving. In the introduction, I mentioned that you are currently serving as president of the Youngin chapter of Cotiso. And in your bio at the end of an article you wrote in March 2020 for Cotisol Voices, it said, uh, as an educator, James believes in serving to learn and learning to serve. So serving appears to be your sort of modus operandi. Uh, and I think the expression serving to learn and learning to serve is a little bit self-explanatory, but what would you like serving to learn and learning to serve to say to our listeners today? Oh, one, uh, not that I'm an absolute uh, cheat, but I definitely like to remix and take things and uh, try and uh, take a second or third iteration. But uh, I borrowed that as any good educator uh, borrows, steals, pilfers, whatever is your chosen word. <laughs> but uh, and, and I, I did that from my, uh, from the Flint community schools, uh, the Flint community schools had their programs or vocational education programs in particular. And the phrase was learning to work and working to learn. And so then, uh, that's where that initial format came out. And then I have been a part of Christian education for my entire professional career and uh, in particular, when I went to an international school in Shanghai, uh, they would have a, a word of the year. And the year that I was there uh, was serve. And it really hit home because there were servant events, the way that they did their 
uh, educational programming uh, where they have like a week without walls. They had these different experiences where the students would just take three or four days and then include a one or two day for traveling. But uh, they would go out to greater China and do these different servant events where they were following the, the service learning model of, oh, Kathy, gosh, I forgot Kathy's last name. And if she's listening to this, she's going to be really upset that I forgot it. Uh, but the overall, the, the service learning approach um, the, towards really finding out what the local population needs and it being a student-driven, a student-centered a learning experience where the the, the per, uh, professor, educator, teacher in the classroom is very much a facilitator and drawing out questions, a lot of reflection and saying, okay, now we've gone through this stage. Now what's the next, how, do, how did that go? And we're going through this next stage and how did that go? So this you're serving the student while the student is serving a local population. And it's this whole uh, ecosystem of learning and it's really really powerful and so um, that that idea of service and servant um, I personally take from Jesus Christ uh, but then also I've seen it modeled time and time again from both Christians and non-Christians and it's really at the heart in my opinion of, of what education is about when it's sincerely done and that can be done from an authoritarian position of uh, I'm the the person with the knowledge in the classroom and I need to make sure that you understand this this core set of knowledge or if it's a more constructivist uh, we're building this set of knowledge together and it's more lab oriented and we're all just trying to figure this out ourselves so uh, either way uh, it takes a servant mentality I think that you can be comfortable in the uh, idea that you are inspiring people that are listening to this podcast to not only become involved with Young and Cotisol or with Cotisol larger organization or specifically with SIGs or just in their own classrooms. I really think that uh, many of the opinions and insights that you've just offered today are, are going to be are going to really resonate with uh, our listeners out there especially people that are just sort of poking around the edges of uh, this uh, organization and hopefully the young in chapter of uh, of Cotisol. so thank you very much appreciate it yeah Catherine Burger K did you just look that up Catherine Burger K no the <laughs> yeah, I had to. Right. I felt really <laughs> guilty about that, but she deserves all the credit. She's a she's a real um, master teacher. Kathy or Catherine Burger K, CBK Associates. If you just type in service learning and Kathy, that's exactly what it'll I did. pop up. <laughs> but maybe I've yeah, uh, I've definitely used a lot of her materials over the years. Excellent. Is there any other? topic or topics that uh, we haven't talked about right about the 40 something minute mark uh, so if there's anything that you would like to bring up before we wrap up um, history as I mentioned Creatisol's young in some ways but it's 
know, 25 years plus as far as an official organization and a few years prior to that in terms of their, their influence and being here in Korea. And so, uh, there are a number of people that are within the organization that have been around and have a lot to offer. And so getting to know those relationships, uh, most, all of them are, have their email readily available and, but it's maybe you're not a, a cold email. I'll just give somebody a, you know, it's out of the blue kind of uh, message. And I would just say that there are, there's videos. Oh, please do this. Um, uh, that whole national conference that I mentioned at the beginning, those videos are all available on the YouTube website, um, the YouTube channel. Uh, so there's all these recent uh, presentations that have been put up there, but also a n- number of uh, presentations from over the past years uh, on a variety of topics. We've had a number of uh, very uh, influential professionals from the ELT community uh, come to Korea TESOL that recognize uh, this is a, a pretty special place within the uh, TEFL ELT TESOL communities. So, is it TESOL or TESOL? Uh, it's always a fun argument. My, I personally probably I almost I change it almost every single time I uh, say it. And so, <laughs> oh, uh, good <laughs> TESOL and TESOL, TESOL and TESOL, Korea TESOL, Korea TESOL, and I. I, I feel so much <laughs> I'll, better I'll have, now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you can you think of any particular YouTube presentation that I could direct people to? Just a specific one that's sometimes helpful, rather than just sort of scanning and they don't know what they're looking for. There's a, a young woman by the name of Alexis Nelson uh, who is from my hometown, from Flint, and she participated in the Yongin chapter conferences, but she also uh, was a presenter within the national conference. And being a an elementary uh, teacher. And being somebody that uh, I fully respect her because of the fact she she did it, I want to say the right way, but she did it the a more traditional way of linguistics background, got the certification in that way. And that was her drive and her passion was to understand that and to know that. Like I came into ELT because of the, the places and the environments and circumstances. Uh, I wasn't necessarily looking to teach the phonetics and the linguistics and the grammar and the make it a communicative learning experience for, for children or for people. Uh, but that was, that's her, that's her identity. And, and then also she brings to that position so much uh, energy and diversity and flavor. And so um, I would say, check out her, her presentation. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And as I, for a closing, you asked for just a moment, I would say that, we really do want to hear people's stories, people's voices, because there's a couple things that happen uh, that you your story becomes helpful for a listener, uh, helpful for somebody who's going through a situation that you don't even know they're going through that situation. And uh, the hope and desire is that it brings uh, a certain amount of um, edification and affirmation to uh, to you as a, a person that has contributed to classrooms, you've contributed to families and, and children growing up here in Korea uh, or wherever you're listening to this from. And so we want to 
give you a platform to be able to share that with uh, with us in particular and with whoever else that decides to, to listen in. Well, thank you, James Rush. And to you, the listener, we do indeed want to hear your stories. And we want to know what would make this podcast useful to you as you teach, live, and learn in Korea. Please uh, follow, like, and leave a comment in the comment section. We are Teachers Helping Teachers. My name is Greg Lewis, and I look forward to hearing your constructive comments. This podcast presentation has been brought to you by the Youngin Gyeonggi chapter of Kotisal, a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting scholarship, dissemination of information, and facilitating cross-cultural understanding of teaching and learning English in Korea. Thank you for listening.